welcome welcome back to rise to liberty podcast thank you for joining us once again make sure to go to rise to liberty.com uh rise to liberty.com slash links where you can find the huge link tree i've built and uh, don't forget to stop by rise to liberty.store for all your podcast merch needs today i have a very uh special pair of guests uh, which is unusual <laughs> for my show but uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. They both have very interesting stories, and I would like to welcome James Arthur and Beersheba. Bear, Bear yes, you yeah. got it. You got <laughs> it. You did it, thank Jacob. You. Hey, thank you so much for uh, being here. Um, I've been really excited for this interview, um, and so I, I guess let's just jump into it. Um, who it. are you guys? <laughs> Who are we? Um, well, the main thing that we focus on is helping people be independent thinkers. Yes. Which, Jacob, you're probably well aware is kind of rare in in today's world. We we also, through that independent thinking, we're committed to helping change culture. And culture, for someone who's maybe not familiar with that term, is the collective beliefs, assumptions, and values, perceptions of the enti entire collective group of individuals. Mm -hmm. So it could be a business, it could be a country, it could be the world. And so we also believe very strongly that we're in deep need of a culture change in today's world. So that's kind of who we are and what we do. Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, so let's let's jump into your backstory a little bit first, James. Okay. And uh, so you are a uh, New York Times bestselling author as of now, um, but you kind of had, I guess, for lack of a better term, you had your start uh, down where you are now uh, after a tragic accident, becoming homeless with twenty million in debt. Yes. yes. Um, so actually, the the New York Times bestselling author uh, happened prior to the crash and burn. And, and I'll give you the short story. I had an, an incredible rise. I was in a little movie phenomenon and a co-author of, of the movie and the book called The Secret, which a lot of people are familiar with. And so that catapulted me into a world arena. And from there, my business of 20 years just exploded mm -hmm. and built an Inc. 500 company, 10 million a year, and a New York Times bestseller. I was on Oprah a couple times, Larry King, and the Today Show once a month for multiple months running, and then was involved in a horrible accident in 2009. We were doing a deep dive retreat which we can talk about if you're interested. I'll keep this as brief as possible um, so that we can talk about as much as possible. And Bersaba can share her story too, which is pretty tumultuous. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, we, we did a sweat lodge after five days of deep dive into our own psychology, unresolved emotional issues, those kinds of things, which drive behavior. And three people died in the sweat lodge. And it was a tragic accident 
it broke my heart. It it was shocking because we'd done the the experience five years prior and nothing like that had ever happened before. And unfortunately, and maybe maybe not surprisingly, given what we're viewing in our world today, the state came after me for a crime. And anyone with a brain, Jacob knew it was an, a tragic accident. It was horrible. It broke my heart. And and yet um, they charged me, the state of Arizona charged me with manslaughter, which is intentional, intentional harm. And, and the moment that happened, everything I had built fell apart like broken glass. You know, my, the media who once loved me now crucified me. And I lost my life savings. I lost my Inc. 500 company. I lost my reputation. You know, I, I lost my self-confidence, quite fr frankly, because the media, if, if the viewer remembers that time in 2009-10, the media hammered me hard. It was a great sensational story and a great setup to, to do what they do, and they do their job well. And so, long story short, I lost everything external in addition to three people that I really loved and cared about. And I ended up going through a four month trial and was acquitted of manslaughter, fortunately, because the jury couldn't find one shred of evidence of intentional harm because it wasn't there. There was no intentional harm. It, it was an accident. In fact, the medical records, uh, proved that it was pesticides, the presenting problems, uh, toxins, the presenting problems of the people into the emergency room was foaming at the mouth and dilated pupils. But the, the state's whole case was heat. Even though no one was in there and there was no thermometer, they were making claims that I had raised yeah. the heat to 230 degrees. And it was all just grandstanding, quite frankly. And, and so... I was acquitted of manslaughter, and yet there was a lesser inclusive. If you know the legal system, it, the charge was bumped up on intentionally because there was a second attempt to get me, which was negligence, and that's what they got me on. And so they wanted 30 years. I, I wouldn't be here with you today if they had gotten what they wanted. Um, I ended up going to prison for two years, and here we pick up kind of where you mentioned 10 years ago I was – I was in horrible physical condition. I was standing in the desert alone. I didn't know my lovely wife at that moment yet. I was homeless, literally homeless just 10 years ago, which obviously I'm not any longer. I'm not alone any longer. And I was $20 million in debt. And so what do you do when life kicks you in the teeth and knocks you down and everything you believed about yourself and your country and your legal system and the world turns out to be false. Well, you get back up and you just keep going one day at a time. So we can talk more about that if you'd like, but here, here we are 10 years later going on 11 and things have dramatically changed. Mm -hmm. Not the least of which is I'm, I'm uh, married now to the most amazing woman on the planet and, and very viewers might disagree with me, but you're wrong because I am they married. Should. I am married. Yeah, you should, but I, I am married to the most amazing woman on the planet. Anyway. Well, I, I do got to say congratulations on uh, making it through. Um, I can't even imagine that that just sounds like a living hell for lack of a better term. 
it it was and and sometimes sometimes jacob you have to go through hell to get to heaven mm-hmm. and and you know if the viewer if you as a viewer today are going through hell i get it i i really get it and what do you do you just keep walking and if you're really courageous, you walk through hell like you own the place. You just keep going and you have a tremendous amount of faith in yourself and in God. And and you just know that you can turn it around. It's not easy. It's not supposed to be easy, uh, but it is meaningful. So so uh, I, I'd like to jump over to, to you, Bear. Uh, do you mind yeah, of if course. I call you Bear? Okay. Sure. Um, so... Um, let's tap into your story just a little bit. Uh, you, you have just as of an amazing story. Um, so from what I understand, you were born in Iran, um, during the Iran Iraq war. Do you kind of want to take it from there? Yeah, I was born in a war torn country to say the least. Um, they were at war with Iraq at the time and, uh, imagine one of your first childhood memories being having bombs dropped in your neighborhood and hearing gunshots and well, it's, it's more like machine guns. <laughs> and um, I one one of the uh, most significant memory I have is we actually had we got very lucky was had a bomb drop within probably a hundred yards from us, which I will never forget the sound of that. It's just it's traumatic to say the least um from there because the war that was going on it be, it was of course it's political and they turned it into religious and it wasn't but that's what they used and they came after the jewish community community uh somewhat the christianity community and definitely the baha'i communities which is what i grew up in and we didn't have rights basically they said you can't you can't own a business, you can't get a college degree, and if caught and you're practicing your faith, you get thrown in prison and so forth. So my parents decided that, you know, this is not a life to live for the th- for us kids, and they uh, planned it to bring us to the States. And how they had to do that was we had to escape, so we had to find someone to pay to smuggle us across the desert in the dead of night at the risk of being caught. And if you were caught, you're dead. There's there's no way around it. And hope, thankfully, we got through. We didn't get caught. Um, we were had to live in Pakistan for a couple of years to get our, um, what is it called, our papers to be able to come to the States. And from there, yeah, having to start in the States when you're nine, 10 years old, you don't speak the language, you're trying to figure everything out. I got into some, you know, bad behaviors and this and that and going. Yeah. So that, that's that's a whole nother story by itself. <laughs> but that's kind of what equipped me to be able to when when I first met him, he came out of prison. He was just he's just gotten out of prison. And I went to work for him. That's how we started our relationship was I worked for him first. And had I not have the background that I have, given what we've gone through together to be able to rebuild the business and, um, you know, face it, the haters community on the uh, net and the way that media <laughs> sensationalize about, you know, who he yeah. is. And it's it's not fun. <laughs> 
and it hasn't been and but you know we've made it so take that haters <laughs> yeah so and, and let me just go on record jacob and say she worked for me for the first three years uh, now we're a married couple and i work for her and if yeah. you're if you're a married man you know exactly what i'm talking <laughs> yes. about so yep. that's how it works out um but anyway i'm 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 happy to have a good boss yeah before you go on did you notice he has the declaration of independence behind him i up? did notice yeah, that that's cool yeah yeah we got all three founding documents um you know they they mean quite a bit to me yeah that's too it's, it's one and, of those things and and let me just also say she came in legally yeah. um yeah. she she did it the right way i did it the hard and way the hard way. <laughs> the hard way so you know i'm really proud to be married to a legal immigrant who paid the price and did it the right way no and so so i imagine by the by this point bear that you're probably fairly anti-war would, would that be fair to say oh yeah yeah i'm not <laughs> not a war fan whatsoever and you know unfortunately not yeah yeah, I'll just stick to that. I'm not a war fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. It might be no. I was juicy. no. I was gonna say, you know, I'm not you, religious either, only because of the environment that I was born into, you know. And now that you know, I could take another perspective or view on it. It's 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 a shame, you know, that they use certain things. In this case, was religion to do things political in the name of democracy and it's not yeah <laughs> so yeah I, I always thought that was kind of a cop-out anyways uh we're we're not a democracy we're a republic that's yes. right um, and you know people say oh well you know that's there's there's no difference or like a, a republic is democratic and it's like well they're they're two different words for a reason though <laughs> they are two different things, even though there's slight differences, they're important differences. I absolutely yeah, agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. So well, I you just kind of touched on it a little bit, but how how did your guys' relationship start? How how did you meet? How'd you end up coming to work with him? Um Ooh. I well, had just gotten out of a uh, fresh divorce. <laughs> yes. And and an abusive relationship. Yeah, and he yeah. he had just gotten out of prison. Out of an so. abusive prison. We were both we were both kind of broken. And I and I wasn't very very attractive to most females, which is says a lot about Bersaba because uh, I was I was fifty-four, I was homeless. I was sleeping on mom's couch and I was $20 million in debt. So, you know, the fact that she believed in me and wanted to work with me for without pay, by the way, for three years, she, she moonlighted with me while she held down a full-time job. Um, I, it's, it's really amazing, Jacob, because when you're, when you're worth north of $20 million, which supposedly I was, and you're on the top of the world and everybody loves you and, and you're a superstar. You, you, one of the dark sides of that and everything has everything has a dark side and a light. And the dark side of that is that you never really know if anyone loves you for who you are or for what you can do and give to them, do for them and give to them. Well, I know really, really clearly that Bersabah loves me for who I am because I had nothing to give her besides just what I had inside. 
and and so she we met relatively mm-hmm. quickly i spoke in an event um still really shattered and, and broken i spoke at a live event for a network marketing company and she happened to be in the audience and and so the rest is kind of history she approached me to say hey i'd love to work with you yeah. and i said what do you do she has a background in graphic design and she said nice. she said your social media really needs some help and i <laughs> i said i know i had to sell myself and she did yeah. she brought a big portfolio we, we had lunch at, met for lunch and yeah. and we were friends for three years we we literally were friends and work associates for three years before mm-hmm we finally broke down. It wasn't that there wasn't an attraction there. Um, but w- one of my things, particularly then was don't mix work with your personal life. And, and, yeah. and I had such an incredible warrior on my team in her and working 16 hour days, literally eight hours full time in her regular job. Mm -hmm. And then eight hours in the morning from 4 a.m. to 6 p.m. or 6 a.m. And then from 6 p.m. till midnight for me every every day for three years. I I thought, you know, if we get romantically involved and and this goes south, I'm not only going to lose my best friend, but I'm going to lose the very best partner and team member I, I could ever find. So we really deliberated quite a bit. Yeah. So, so what, what was it bear in, in him that you saw that you just, you, <laughs> you knew that you had to approach him and uh, you know, term, sell yourself to be able to work with him. Yeah. That's a very good question. Okay. So there's something there, there was something energetic, a, there's something about his presence and you can say maybe it's energetic you know when someone just walks in the room it just kind of like the whole room feels it and they look you grab people's attention and i couldn't i mean i didn't i, I couldn't figure out what it was but i saw that and felt that i'm like you know i want some of that because i was in a place where i was shattered myself and that's what attracted me and then that's what kept me on because at the same time he that he wasn't paying me financially there was other ways where he was i I could say maybe not coaching were you coaching me (laughs) well beersheba is incredibly inquisitive and and so we drove him nuts she drove me nuts (laughs) in a good way because we'd go out for for drinks we used to drink we don't drink anymore but we'd go out for for drinks and and she'd bring out this long list literally of of questions that she had to ask me about all kinds of things from 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 business to to mysticism to spiritual concepts to to psychology and philosophy and and i've been really blessed that i I've had a lot of great teachers in my life, Jacob, and I've I've been a voracious student mm-hmm. my entire life. And so I had some answers to give to her. But I also think I've heard you say before that first presentation, because I was just so raw. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. that's the second part is that. OK, so let's go into the personal development industry. I've never been a fan and I've never been a consumer of the industry and he's 
actually my first that I've gotten involved with in at all. So um, real real quick by personal development, do you mean like uh self-help? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So self-help, I don't want to name some of the names because I don't want to yeah, yeah self-help, yeah. self-improvement. There's there's a lot of gurus and a lot right. of people That's trying right. to sell you a lot of worthless stuff in that industry. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And exactly yeah. so there you go you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah so i saw him on stage and i thought what he was sharing and talking about was so raw and real he was saying yeah no you're not perfect i'm not perfect either and yeah life sometimes sucks and mine sucks right now sometimes it kicks you in the teeth and then you get back up so i thought well this is interesting i've never heard you know what kind of self-help is this so it was my <laughs> own version of truth because because right. you know mo then, most self-help espousers are heroes no well they you, say you know if you well, listen to them they're like you know just be happy all the time or just put on a smile positive. be positive be positive think positive yeah well sometimes i just fake it till you make it yeah <laughs> yeah exactly but you know sometimes it just positively sucks right so yeah, yeah. And you don't hear any of them say that. It's like they've got these perfect lives. It's all, you know, it's not true. It's very yeah. social media. Yeah, it's very social media. So he wasn't like that. And I thought, well, this is fascinating and I like it. So that was the other factor that attracted me to go towards him even more. And then I started working with him because given my background, I told you earlier all the things that I went through and traumas and coming to the States and learning the language and parents had to work double shifts never home got into bad you know drug behaviors gangs and this and that pretty messed up um going through a divorce i had a lot of things that i wanted to work through and get through i mean i was a smoker for 24 years and i you know i've done all kinds of drugs and drinking and this and that and i wanted to clean up and i wanted to really live to be able to um potentially experience a life of reaching some kind of health some kind of normalcy if there is such a thing yeah and he he was able to help me do that and i never thought that you know, as being an ex-smoker that I would ever be able to experience a life not ever wanting or craving that again, you know, because it's for someone who does that, they know what I'm talking about. It's you almost wish to God that you never started in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to agree. Um, one, one thing I kind of want to touch on, mm -hmm. um, you, you said you guys like to, uh, I, could be paraphrasing, but influence culture and, you know, address cultural issues. Um, what do you believe to be the, the, the nature of marriage these days? Because it seems like, especially with you guys working together, you have a pretty strong relationship. I would imagine it, it couldn't be a weak or bad relationship if you spend all that time together. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, I have my personal opinion about marriage these days. Um, but wh where do you think marriage is at, uh, specifically here in the United States? Well, man, this is, you just opened a big can of worms that, that we, <laughs> um, first of all, we firmly believe 
and 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 I I will say this has not always been the case for me. I I was a confirmed bachelor supposedly, and I was, you know, my family had heard it over and over, and I was the guy who said, you know, love resides in the heart. Who needs to sign a piece of paper and go through a legal ceremony um, when when they when they have the love in their heart? I don't have to commit to anybody. I'm committed inside. And I and I really bought into that whole line and sinker. And I totally disagree with that now. I'm I'm so contrary to that now. I think in answer to your question, our marriage, it, you know, if you're getting married, you have a 50% chance, according to research, that you're going to get divorced. And if you're getting a second marriage, which both of us are in, in this marriage, and the final marriage, guaranteed, is that you have a higher likelihood of divorce in a second marriage. So it's not like we're learning culturally. It's it's we're just we're just continuing to do the same things that we've always done. Here's what I think the fundamental problem is, is that we are a secular society that has totally gotten away from the sacred. And let me tell you what that means. You know, there's there's a if I can use a metaphor, there's this vertical relationship with a creator. Both of us happen to believe in God. And by the way, there's a lot more intelligent arguments for a God than there are against a God. And most people do about 90 percent, I think, of people in the United States believe in God. And, and it's it's similar worldwide. But there's a difference in believing in God and living in alignment with God's laws and rules and vast difference. And so if we have this horizontal relationship with God, then there's this there's this vertical or I'm sorry, vertical relationship with God, then there's a horizontal relationship in the secular world. And what's happened going all the way back probably Jacob to the late 60s early 70s has been the disintegration and the degradation of the family unit. And there's a whole lot of things that happened there, you know, starting in the late 60s, the woman's movement kicked in and they went from their original charter, mm. which was give us voting rights and give us, you know, equal say so to this this extreme mode of let us compete with men in the workplace. And and so now and so now that starts tearing things down at the same time. We disconnected from the gold standard in 71, which Mr. Nixon so wisely, I'm being sarcastic, did. And and now we started printing phony phony money. And 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 this 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 money that we print has nothing tied to it. I'm sure you're most of your viewers are well aware. And and so we just start printing it. And initially, when that happened, we said, well, we're, ta we're taking this off the gold standard because there's speculators in the market and it's only going to be temporary. Well, that was in 71 and here we are in 23 and it's not temporary. So the Federal Reserve takes over and initially it felt pretty good because people were like, well, my, the price of my house is, is, is worth more and, and I can do this and do that. And little by little, and, and I can get on a, a, a roll on this because I'm working on a new book right now and I talk a lot about these things. But now credit comes into play and, oh, you mean I can get a car and 
I can lease it, which means I don't have to take any money out of the bank except a small down payment and I can just pay incremental payments for it. Oh, but don't consider that you don't own it and you yeah. have to turn it in once it's done. So your payments never end. And, and so now back to the family, mom and dad both have to work. And here comes, here comes the, she's a cusper of Gen X and the millennial. I'm, I'm on the, on the tail end of the boomers. And, and so when you look at, you look at the statistics and the studies, the millennials were the least parented group in history at two. Now, of Correct. course, the Z's, the, the Z's are, are in that same category. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what category you fall in, but, but nonetheless, millennial the and the, the millennials were the least parented. Beersheba grew up watching television. You know, she was her own parent because yeah. the parents both had to work to support yeah. the family because prices were rising. And, and so the whole family unit and now marriage, you know, we get into the keep fast forwarding and we can, we can talk about it. I could go through it step by step. And now, now we got LGBTQ, which, which it's a fact that that yeah elemental p <laughs> you know um the ultimate mafia yeah those individuals can't reproduce they can't and so you yeah. know i don't know if you've seen on twitter there was a during during pride week there was a whole mob of them marching and saying we're coming after your children and so so and we're infesting our schools with 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 transgender strippers and and now the state we have we have a president who said they're not your children they're our children well no whoa 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 yeah wait you a know, second hang, hang on a second and so you know you got me kind of on a roll here but but the end of the day is that the traditional sacred and let me emphasize sacred unity of marriage has been bastardized being ripped apart it's being ripped apart and and now we can cohabitate mm -hmm. and we can live without getting married and that's that's kind of cool but it's non-committal and research proves that you know women don't really like that even though they agree to it yeah. fundamental feminine principle has fundamental qualities and fundamental masculine principles have masculine qualities and together they're magic they're equal and they're different Yes, and, and so yeah. probably more than, the same more than you bargained for, but it's, it's <laughs> a very, very cultural issue that is vitally important for us to come back to center. Yeah. So uh, I've always said that uh, that this whole uh, treat men and women equally is absolutely absurd. Um, of course, under the law, everyone regardless of who or what you are should be treated equally under the law but culturally uh societally that doesn't make sense because we're not the same no um unfortunately that means or fortunately however you look at it there are going to be double standards with that um there i personally believe that there's there seems to be a more issues coming out of what you had mentioned, the destruction of the family unit. Um, also this pervasive 
uh, hookup culture, uh, which right. nobody seems to be happy with, even though it, it's like an instant gratification thing. Like you get it, you're happy. And then in the long term, like we've got more people that are depressed than ever before. And more um, and more suicides. Than yes. Um, and I mean, the astronomical uh, divorce rates. So, you know, hookup culture, uh, birth control, no fault divorce, divorce. Um, I believe all of this in the, like the culture, not to say birth control isn't a good thing in some instances for particulars. There's always exceptions. There's always, you know, different right. sides, but, you know, big picture stuff here. Um, it seems like all of this stuff uh, from the feminist persuasion, the feminist side of things, it has just caused more problems to culture through damaging that core, um, that that core family unit. I mean, uh, when Black Lives Matter was still, you know, at the height, um, mm. they were even promoting the destruction of the family unit, which is historically a very communist position. Um, so I believe a, a lot of those issues are at the the center of the destruction of the family, which has led to all kinds of issues. I mean, you can see what happens with uh, fatherless homes um, and all the all the issues that come from that culturally. Yeah, right. Maybe you should weigh in from the from a woman's from a, perspective. From since, a woman's perspective, I mean, I would challenge every woman listening to this to really sit down and ask yourself some you know real just be real with yourself nobody else is going to be there just you and yourself are you really okay with having to be the one who's a provider in the house i don't think so <laughs> do you really want to be running everything i really don't think so <laughs> you know or um to to be in a uh, the what you said jacob in a hookup culture are you okay with just sleeping around with a bunch of different guys and just told just totally be okay with that? I don't think there's any woman that can honestly tell themselves that they're okay with sleeping around with men and they can go to bed at night and feel totally okay. Or to live with a guy and not to be engaged or to end up in marriage deep down we're that's not how we're wired we're not okay with that no can i write you out sure <laughs> i'll tell you how not okay she was with it so oh, so you were beating we, around the bush hang on so, <laughs> so we we got into a relationship we knew it was going to be permanent we were we were both in love and so i thought okay it's time it's time to pop the question and and so me i'm 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 this ultra romantic and so we we reside in henderson nevada and i i rented this penthouse on one of the on the top floor of of one of the hotels on the strip and i got her ring and i had this big night planned we went out to a dinner and i was going and it was upcoming and i was going to propose to her and take her sweep her off her feet and give her this ring and take her to this penthouse. And we have this beautiful view of the lights. Well, yeah, it, it really, it really it was, it was destroyed. <laughs> um, because, because we're sitting at, we're eating at a bar, um, 
in a very nice restaurant. And I said to her in conversation, I said, well, you know, I, I view us together for the rest of our lives. And she said, big and bold, are you proposing to me? And I said, no, <laughs> no. If I was proposing to you, I would do it right. And she, and she said, well, are we ever going to do this or not? And I said, I said, are you proposing to me? And she said, yes, I am. And what's your answer? So, so that tells you a little bit about my wife. Um, and, and to her point, she, she was, she was ready and it, it was time. And, and I was too. I just wanted to, you know, romance it up a yeah. little bit more, but but we did save on the penthouse. We didn't have to rent it. And, and we saved a little money <laughs> on, on the big romantic evening. And, and it still was, yeah. was romantic. And it's a great story to tell. Um, but I, I think going back to the family unit, if you trace back history, Jacob, the, the uh, upbringing of children was not the school system. It was, it was the parents it was God and, and God's laws and sacred principles. And it was maybe then the church. And, and then there was the school and some other things which, mm. which came after. And, you know, I, again, being on the tail end of the millennial or, or the, the baby boomer group, in my, in my time, our parents, it was common, and then it was called the conversation about the birds and the bees, which was the conversation about sex. <laughs> it was, you know, I knew it was coming, and at some point in time, it was time, and dad set me down, and he, he talked me through specifically where do babies come from and how are they created. And that's, I think it's beautiful. That's how it should be. It's my dad did that for me, and, and I don't think it's the right place for, a school teacher who, or a movie, or a movie, <laughs> or a some of the books that are being propagated, who have a secondary agenda to be training our children on something that important. So, um, again, the culture shift. I believe we have to return to where we began and remember for the first time, not not to go back technologically, but look, we've we've made leaps and bounds in technology, mm -hmm. and and we've made leaps and bounds spiritually, but in the wrong direction. So it it seems as though may, maybe you agree with this, maybe you don't. Um, it seems like a lot of this is happening intentionally. Um, it seems as though there are key figures who who have an interest in society being like this. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Yuri Bezmanov. Uh, he was a KGB defector. Um, and he he came over to Canada, I believe in the in the mid 80s. And he he talked about um, oh, yeah. it was ideological subversion. Mm -hmm. And that that's how uh, the Soviets planned on taking over the United States is because they realized they couldn't come from the outside and put outward pressure on the United States that so they had to go inside mm -hmm. to be able to basically rot everything out from the inside out. And there, one of the steps of this uh, ideological subversion was uh, demoralization. 
is it takes about 10 to 15 years to demoralize a society. I think we've had about double that. Um, yeah. And he was speaking about this in the eighties. We're now 2023, but I don't think you have to go that far to find what you could point to as a demoralized society. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say, do you believe that this is more, or at, at least that there's key people out there trying to push this stuff on purpose. You take that one. Well, <laughs> given given where you've come from, you have some experience with that. Yeah, given where I come from, the government is always against you. So, um, same here. Yeah. What, what and what <laughs> I will say with that, I actually know the uh, person you're talking about, and I saw the um, the clip that he explained all that which makes a lot of sense because that's exactly what happened in iran when they took the shah out they made him look like a dictator and they said we're going to bring in democracy and then as soon as the ayatollah came right exactly democracy as soon as the uh ayatollah came in it was uh, my parents told me the very next day they said all these uh militaries broke out in the streets and they said, from now on, every woman has to cover her hair. And everyone's going, what? Wait, what? What's going on? So, and here, I don't think we have to go outside of the U.S. to think that they're trying to break the U.S. apart. I think there are people in the government right now that are actually doing this to break apart the land that they live in, which is really sad because the United States is... It's where everyone wants to come to. It's where everyone like me and my family that look, you know, the American dream that we want to go to because we know what the opposite of freedom and liberty is. And unfortunately, most, um, uh, I'll say the younger generation that were born here, they don't know what that looks like when it's taken away from you. And right now they're buying into the fact that, oh, this is for us and we're, we want this. That's why I say question the things you believe in. Why have you accepted, you know, that it's okay to change your sex when you're five years old? What what sense does that even make? Like, yeah, you can't get a tattoo at that age, but you can you yeah. get yeah. your body mutilated. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's insane. So, can't can't choose your own bedtime, but you can that's choose right. your own <laughs> Exactly. But, but you can cut off a body part. Yeah, yes. I, mean, I feel like the rest of the world is kind of laughing at the United States right now because it's literally become a circus. It's a circus. It and and here's here's what I would say to that. I totally agree with 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 what you've said, Jacob. I agree with what Bersaba said. There is a concentrated effort and some of the same players that have been involved in Iran and elsewhere are still involved. And, and they're I'm, funding it. And and they're funding the same it. guy that and, funded and Iran. And I'm not going to name names, but <laughs> if if anybody has uh, done any research, you can probably figure figure out. But here's here's the thing is that I'm not so sure. And I don't know. I could be wrong. I've I've seen I think didn't we watch that Yuri piece together or we mm -hmm. saw something yeah. and yes um I'm not sure I agree it's it's Russia I think it's China and and that's my personal opinion I I I look at I look at video clips of Putin and he's he's berating us for the 
the the transgender lgbtq movement and for lack of spirituality and lack of belief in god and and shutting down church you know i i've seen him you know when you watch a leader like putin and i'm not saying i'm a putin fan but i'm not so sure that it's russia at this point um i happen to believe it's more so china and and so um, when you watch him speak, I watched this video of him and I thought, wow, you know, I can get behind what he's saying way more than I can get behind what our leaders are saying. And that's that's a frightening prospect for a guy who grew up in America where Russia was always the enemy, always. So yeah. anyway, there's there's yeah, some, think yeah. even if, it, if, if you think it is China or Russia or whatever, still the key player is that are still here in the United States or else they wouldn't even have the connection to be able to do what it is they want to do. So, yeah. And, and here's the other thing I'll say to that. If the U S falls, the whole world falls. That's period. A hundred percent agree with that. Um, We're, I, I also agree with the fact that I don't believe the enemy is Russia. Uh, the, the biggest uh, evidence that, that I can point to is because that's who the federal government is pointing to. And right. I don't believe a single thing they say, especially at this point. Yeah, it's just how how many times do we have to be screwed over by these people, by this this conglomerate of deep state, you know, just unelected bureaucrats who pretend that they know what's better for our lives than we do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just time after time after secret experiment after. Uh, black ops operation after uh, silent coup in other country after this and that. It's just how how many times do we have to go through something like this to be like, okay, maybe they're not telling us the truth. And I can't believe that this is the one time that they are telling us the truth. So I I agree. I don't believe Russia to be the enemy i don't believe that they are you know a great ally or anything but we definitely shouldn't be testing the water with them we could not be best friends and still be amicable um we we could uh, not destroy the world um i i do believe that china does have uh, hostilities towards and a- anyone who's not chinese mm-hmm. yes and and we're we're very heinously pushing Putin in Ukraine. And, and, you know, it's, um, we've sent, I don't know how many, how many billions of dollars over there. I I lost track at so many zeros. Um, and, and it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. We, we really, from a, from a national standpoint, really don't have a dog in that fight. You know, unless there's some underlying themes. Now in Taiwan, that's a whole different matter, because because of, of where our troops are and and the the treaties that we have. But but what's going on in Ukraine is just we're just constantly poking at 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 Putin, and they're constantly asking for more money and getting it, yeah. while we're overrun with looting in LA and New York and the borders are wide open and people are pouring in and, and, and Maui almost burnt to the ground and, and, you know, on and on and on. But here's the good news. And this could all 
feels so bleak. You know, you said, what does it take? Maybe my words, not yours to wake up. Well, it takes a nightmare. You know, if you've ever had a nightmare and it's really, it feels real and you're sweating and it's so frightening that you bolt up in bed. Well, now you're awake and you breathe deeply and you go, oh, that's really, it's really great. But what we tend to forget is that it was the nightmare that woke us up. And so I said it earlier, sometimes you have to walk through hell to get to heaven. I think we're having to go through hell right now because, and, and I see it and I feel it, more and more people in the United States are starting to wake up. And boy, wouldn't it be nice if it could be on hyperspeed, but more and more people are starting to wake up because these things are not new in the last three years. They've been accelerated in the last three years for a variety of reasons. And, you know, how do you, how do you wake up? Well, you experience the nightmare. You know, if someone is to tell you, oh, you know, this is what's going on. And I saw on your, your little thumbnail, the word conspiracy. Well, the reality is almost every single so-called conspiracy has become reality. It's not conspiracy. Yes, sir. It's reality in advance. And and it's been called conspiracy. I mean, that's, that's, a, so that, that's a term that I believe was created by one of the three-letter, either CIA or FBI and the mainstream CIA. media. All, all the way back, um, when was it? Either Kennedy or September 11th. I don't remember. But Yeah, it was right after Kennedy to be able to uh, discredit people that had questions. Right. Wow. And so you became... This, how many times have you heard the tinfoil hat? You know, <laughs> we we got into some of these topics on one podcast, and and I and I totally respect. There's a lot of censorship out there, and yeah. people lose their platform sometimes. And yet, this host got a little nervous, and he goes, "Well, you know, we could put on our tinfoil hats, and we could blah blah blah." And and I so I just backed off, and I said, "Okay, this is your podcast, um, and I'll respect that because it's yours." But but that's what's been conditioned into us. And, and there's, you know, the, the things that were supposed conspiracy have become reality and, and, you know, it's, it's waking people up. It is waking people up. It's bringing it to the forefront. And that's a good, good thing because there's a lot of power in the people and, and, you know, we, the people to quote, you know, our, our forefathers, we, the people have more power than a few, a handful of people. And, and so that's where we need to take our power back and remember who we are and remember what our country is founded in and get back again. I keep saying this, but it's a big part of our message. We got to come back to center. We got to come back to center. We got to come back to this uh, vertical relationship with with God and country and virtue and value and principles. Yeah, I I would definitely have to agree. Um, you know, it, it it is disheartening just to touch on this for a moment. Um, it's incredibly disheartening for for me. Um, I I put the word conspiracy on there because it actually is such a common thing. Mm-hmm. Um. A conspiracy theory, I, I think it's kind of an oxymoron, but I mean, for people to dismiss a conspiracy, to dismiss it is absurd to me. Um, it's, it's literally a law. I mean, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to indict Trump over 
that very thing about a conspiracy to this or that or whatever. Like it's, it's a lot. It's on the books. Um, just real quick. It's, uh, I mean, the act of conspiring an unlawful, harmful, or evil plan formulated in secret by two or more persons. Like, you're trying to tell me that this doesn't exist or, like, this doesn't happen or that's crazy that, you know, powerful people or even non-powerful people would just get together and make a plan in secret to do something bad? Yeah. That's insane. Right. This happens all the time. I mean, just normal petty criminals do it all the time. Right. So... Nicely put. <laughs> yeah, really. It's really absurd. It's absurd. It's it's a real thing. It happens all the time. And to think that it couldn't happen, it won't happen, or if it did happen, it would be on the news, is an absurd position to take. Yeah. It it's agreed. It's incredibly absurd. And and you know to go back and and to pull back in where we started here, for Bersaba, it was a lot easier for her to to because of where she came from and the the government and the country she grew up in and the way that things unfolded Mm -hmm. it was it was no it was no she had no qualms in saying hey this is not in our best interest these things are not in our favor i was very much until i went through my crash and burn which i described briefly i you know, there there were 32 counts of prosecutorial misconduct in my trial. 32. There was a Brady violation where the state the state was sanctioned for suppressing evidence in my mm-hmm. favor. Um, my my medical doctor, MD from Harvard, went through 4,000 pages of medical evidence and stated under oath that the cause of death was toxins. It was not heat. It was toxins. So I sat there and thought, reasonable doubt. Here we are. You know, here we go. I mean, one one um, case of of prosecutorial misconduct is is grounds for dismissal. There was no dismissal. There's no mistrial. One Brady violation and the state having to pay a fine is grounds for dismissal, mistrial. There's no mistrial. And so it really shook me awake to realize that we do not live in the country that I was sold. It breaks my heart, but we don't. It's, it's, our system yeah. is not about justice and the, quote, search for truth. It's about political power grab and greed. And, and that's what's going on. It's very obvious yeah. with four indictments to a political impo- opponent. I mean, you mentioned Trump. The, the top political opponent. Yes. Yes. It's very obvious what's going on. That doesn't happen in the the uh, Pleasantville. Remember that movie? Uh, Everything was perfect. The Pleasantville model of the United States of America. That 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 doesn't happen. Everything is is according to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and and all the laws. Well, yeah, it's becoming very self-evident to a lot of people now. And it's easier for Beersheba and I to understand it because of what we've went through. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as a viewer, if you're faced with tremendous difficulty right now, 
you know, your scars are a symbol of your strength. The the difficulties and the challenges you go through wake you up and they 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 strengthen you and toughen you and and they they bring you back to say, hey, here's who I am and here's what's important to me. And so at the end of the day, while I don't like what's going on in our world or our country any more than anyone else right now, I also believe that God has a plan and I'm not I'm not optimistic. And I'm not pessimistic. I'm I'm right in center. I'm an activist and I'm a realist. And I say, hey, can we turn this around? Yes. And we're going to have to get off of our rear ends and we're going to have to speak up and we're going to have to stand up. And of course, you know, um, Musk, Elon Musk buying Twitter was a big pivotal point in, in allowing a lot more free speech and a lot more of the truth to come out. And yet, if you look at, at other platforms, they're starting to lock down harder, which, which, you know, that's how it works, but things are moving. And I, and more and more people on both sides of the aisle, if you will, are starting to say, wait a minute, this, this is kind of crazy. Yeah. So one, one thing, because culture is kind of, your guys' thing. Uh, I, I wanted to ask your opinion what what you think about uh, the, this position. I, I've long held this. Is um, it seems as though I really hate the terms left and right, but for sake of simplicity, uh, the the left, which seems to be uh, culturally and politically dominant right now, are still trying to act as though they are the counterculture because they were for so long. Um, my position is that you can't be um, the, the popular culture and the counterculture at the same time. Uh, you, you, you can be one or the other. <laughs> Talk about an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you, you can't be the system and the resistance. You know, it's like maybe at one point you were singing, you know, the protest songs at Woodstock, but now you're the man, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and you, you can't, you can't resist yourself. Although, you know, try as they might. Yes. You want to, you want to speak um, to that? I'll, I'll let you go. I'm yeah. I like to stay informed with politics and as far as taking a side, well, I, I'm not, I will say I don't agree with the left and there are things that the way conservative rights, I may not completely agree a hundred percent only because it depends. There's exceptions. There's exceptions. Yes. So with that being said, again, given my background, I think both sides are corrupt to some extent. So, I'm a Middle Eastern. We just, we think yeah. everybody's corrupt, and you're probably right. <laughs> See, po politically speaking, uh, I don't I don't believe it to be a two party system. I believe it to be a one party system. It's yeah. it's a uniparty, and, yeah. and I agree with that. Sure, there's there's exceptions. Every every yeah. rule has exceptions. Uh, but small handful of people here and there. But, that's right. Yeah. It, it's the radical left and the radical right, which are, which you know, we, we don't prescribe to, um, yeah. it, 
the, ruin the parties too. <laughs> yeah, to to be, you know, one of one of the the greatest qualities that we all have to develop in today's world is what's called AQ, adaptability intelligence. And there's a mounds of research, Jacob, that proves that that AQ is far more and EQ, emotional intelligence as well, are far more predictive of life and business success than IQ ever will be. And so so if you're if you're locked in on on the left, no matter what, you know, there are some people that it doesn't matter that the economy was better when Trump was in office. It doesn't matter that yeah. that unemployment was much lower. It doesn't matter that gas prices were down in the mid twos. You know, no, no, I am not. I'm not going to, you know, go go that way. And then there's people on the right. It, it doesn't matter about anything contrary to them either. They're not going to budge. Well, there's no adaptability there. Yeah. We have to be fluid. And and so that's that's the problem in today's world is that as you I would I've said before and maybe you've heard it said that if JFK was alive today he'd be considered a Republican, you know. <laughs> even even Bill Clinton would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's saying a lot. Uh, but though. Yeah, but but look, I mean, here case in point. Here we have here we have RFK Jr., who's a Democrat, and he's taking all kinds of heat from his own party. So so you know logically, what where is the logic in that? There's not, but he's too controversial because he doesn't yep. he doesn't toe the party line. And I I have a lot of respect for RFK. I don't agree with everything he says because you know this whole let me run up debt and then you pay off my student loan. Okay. Yeah. Well, that just breeds irresponsibility, you know, and, and what does that tell us? It sets precedent. Oh, I can go out and do all kinds of other irresponsible things and the government's going to take care of me. And then, and then, it, and this is really sells to the younger generations when, when the world economic forum says, You'll own nothing, but you'll be really happy because we'll provide a place for you to live and we'll provide all for you and you'll be on a set salary. And, and a lot of the younger generations hear that and go, wow, I don't have to work. You know, I don't have to do anything mm -hmm. going to come to me. Well, there's yeah. a lot of other things that come with that, too. Mm -hmm. A lot of control that can be frightening. So anyway, um, we get on a roll. I don't even remember what your initial question was because <laughs> we start, I start riffing on these things. But I, well, well, I one agree. one thing I I did want to touch on um, uh, before we go um, is your, but both of your opinions on this. Uh, I don't even want to call it an idea. It's it's in my opinion just pure propaganda. But uh, th this propaganda of toxic masculinity mm. um what what do you believe that that actually is um does it exist at all is there uh, that grain of truth in this big thing of lies um it is what exactly is it what's, what's your position on it 
He said he wants to hear from both of us. You want to try that one? Sure. I'll, mine will be short and sweet. It's all crap. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing I as like it. Masculinity. Yeah. yeah. That's I, my there's no such thing. They've yeah, they're ruining men is what they're doing. Yes, I, I think I think what what maybe they're calling toxic mas masculinity is a lack of responsibility and lack of self-control. And that's not masculinity. You know, masculinity has has power, they have principle. True ma true masculinity is grounded in principle. And and they're strong when they need to be strong, but they can also be tender with their children and their and their wife. They they have the ability to do both, and they're not macho. You know, this whole there's there's so many men's group now that hey, let's put a log on our shoulder and run up a hill, run up a mountain, and then we'll really be men. Yeah. Or let's jump <laughs> let's jump in an ice bucket, and or jump out of an airplane. You know, and all those things are well and good, and I've done some of them, and yet that's not real masculinity. Uh, I, I think if we had to choose, there there are some men who have big followings on social media, and I won't name names, but um, you can probably figure some of them are getting some heat right now, and and I don't agree with their de diminishing of women and the sexual act. I, I don't agree with that at all. Um, and yet, you know, on the flip side, what's worse, that or or the Budweiser guy? I don't even think, I can't even remember his name. You know, Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan, uh, yes. I mean, what's worse? Would you rather have this macho, smoke a cigar kind of you know tough guy machismo machismo uh, yeah yes or adela mulvaney well boy that's a toss-up i think we'd have to go, <laughs> i think we'd have to go with the macho um but i i don't think that's true principled masculinity i think the word toxic has been used as a weapon yes it's been weaponized mm -hmm. and and I haven't seen any good definition of what that really means. Well, I think masculinity, it's, it's, it's the leader of the pack. You, you have your old pack, which is your family and your kids or your wife. And, you know, he's the provider. He's the leader. He's the masculine. He's a masculine yeah. energy, the active, the doer. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. They've made, they've used it as a weapon, like he said. And, and this is not a weak woman. I mean, just the, the fact of how she grew up and the background she has, she's a very strong woman, which I respect. I, yeah. you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't use the, the Valley girl. I, I couldn't even stomach that, that kind of, <laughs> you know, but those girls are growing up thinking that's how they have to be so that yeah. men are attracted. And they're the guys that are growing up right now. I don't think they really understand what it means to be a man. I mean, I know Jordan Peterson, yeah, there he has a big following of men, and he's teaching him how to be a, a true man, like to be, how to be masculine. I think is really needed right now. I'll I'll tell you one of the the primary qualities of masculinity and femininity, from a principled standpoint, is taking responsibility. Yeah. Period. You know, I mean, I'm not buying. You're going to blame Trump three years 
he's been out of office and you're blaming him for things that are going. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care if you believe he really messed everything up, which I don't happen to believe. But even if he did three years in, your your first term is already over current regime almost, and you're still blaming Trump. Well, take some responsibility. Yeah. You know, I take full responsibility for for the accident. It's not my it wasn't my fault, you know, and I'm not going to apologize for it because I didn't do anything wrong. But because I was the leader and it was my event and it was my team and it was my choice to do a dangerous activity then in that position of leadership, I'm responsible, period. The buck stops yeah. here. Yeah. And, and that's what I think is, is necessary as a man, certainly, but, but across the board, you know, and, and, I, and I will say, married to a really strong woman, I know quite well that she could take care of herself without me. And, and I know that, and I respect that. And yet, and yet I like it when he does it. She, yes. <laughs> and, I, and I like it when she takes she she takes great care of the home and great care of me and, and cooks the meals and she does it with love. And, and and there's no grumbling or complaining about it. You know, it's just we have our roles and 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 we both fulfill them. Yeah. And it's a great it's a great synthesis and a great partnership. You know, I. I would have to say that there is nothing more unattractive than a female in a masculine role and a male in a female role. And just not to say that men can't do feminine things or vice versa. It, it's not that, but to see either one act as the other is there to me, there's just nothing more unattractive. And I, I'm pretty sure that, that is how it is for almost everyone. Yeah. Um, I I believe there's there's an issue right now with liberal women trying to find masculine men who are also liberal and they can't find them. Yeah, it's that's like, an oxymoron too. Well, um, yeah, you're gonna get the nice guys who are also male feminist, um, who are actually not good guys. They're they're weak. Uh, you know, morally and ethically, uh, they're, they're weak willed. And then, you know, they usually have anger issues when the women tell them no, and they, they make all men look bad. And they also do all of these other things that women point to, um, as you know, like, well, you know, guys get us sleep around and it, you know, there's no issue with it. And it's like, you know what? I consider myself to be a guy's guy, you know, and, I've never thought that was cool. I never thought it was cool for guys to sleep around and, you know, yeah, for lack of a better term, uh, be whores just like anyone else. You know, it's not attractive for anyone to do that. There, yes, there's no self-respect. Well and yeah. and, yes. and I'll tell you, you said that there's there's some women who think, well, guys get to sleep around. I'll tell you straight up. Even if I wanted to, which I don't, I would not get to sleep around um, because she wouldn't put up with it for one nanosecond, yeah. nor should she. Um, it's, it's moralizing and it's it's a lack of self-respect. And and so I, I heard Jordan Peterson say once, and and this is really, I think, appropriate. He said he said men and I may not be quoting him correctly, but he said men should be monsters. And he yeah. gets a lot of grief for that. But he says, 
you should be monsters, but you have to control the monster. You don't let the monster run loose. You you're a you're a hellacious demon when it's necessary. I'm telling you, if someone breaks into our home and is going to harm my family, I want the monster. Yeah. I want to rip out the demon. Yeah. You know, to yep. protect my family. Now, I'm not going to do that in day to day exchange or in traffic because that's that's not <laughs> that's just not appropriate. So you have to have that within you, but you have to be able to control it and and keep it at bay and i i believe that's what we're missing yeah and and to i mean we i we do we both do one-on-one intensives i do coaching and she does intuitives intuitive integrations and and i've worked with so many younger men who can do all the things you know put a log on their back and run up a hill um or jump in ice or do all these you know, hiking machismo things, but they're still not men. Yeah. You know, there's when it comes right down to it, they're they're soft and they're weak. They're physically <laughs> able to do those things, but emotionally and psychologically, they're weak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll kind of start wrapping up on this, but one one thing that uh you know i really do try to focus on is is solutions um what what is it that we can start doing because what is happening now is absolutely unsustainable this this cannot keep going on something's got to break i i'm not even sure what could break first but something's got to change so what are things Obviously, this all starts with the individual first. Um, right. It all starts with the individual homes, uh, the individual families and stuff. But what what can we do? What what can the person listening to this do today or starting tomorrow? What can they do? Well, I, I think the internal always drives the external. I don't think that. I know that. The internal world always drives the external. So the first thing you can do and this is a major portion of the work that we do is is work on your unresolved emotional issues. You mentioned there's a lot of guys who have anger issues and they and they lose it. And that's true because they've not they've not healed and integrated all these issues from childhood that made them angry. They didn't have the resources to do that when they were younger and and so they've suppressed it, but it's still there and it comes out in those moments of weakness. So so the first thing we can do is improve ourselves, really, really work on ourselves. We should work. We should invest, in my opinion, um, at least three to five times more in our in our own growth and improvement than we do in our business. And I'm not saying don't inv- invest in your business. I'm saying your business is a reflection of you. Your relationship is a reflection of you. And so if you become a better you, mm-hmm. then everything outside of that, your finances, your relationship, your 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 mentality, your emotions, your health, your fitness, all those things are going to follow because the internal drives the external. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I think a very simple practice for the family, and Embarrassment and I are religious about this, is is set aside time. We have dinner together. We don't look at our phones. We have breakfast together. We have dinner together. We don't look at our phones. We don't turn on the TV. We talk. We have dinner and we we have a conversation. 
that's so rare. It's very rare. And you say, well, that's so simple. No, it's it's just simply yeah. not applied because everyone's busy and everyone's grabbing and, and going on the run and, and we get further and further and further apart. So that alone can start to bring the family back together. We go into some households that they have company over. We're the company and the TV is blaring the whole yeah. time we're there. Well, why are we even here? You yeah. know, turn off the TV for God's sakes. Um, but we're so involved in distraction. Bearsman and I turn on the TV twice a week, maximum twice a week. We watch uh, um, some kind of usually a podcast interview now these days because yeah. we can't. We used to watch movies, but we can't find a movie that's worth anything. Everything is so woke now. It, it, we turn it off, and and on Sunday, on Friday nights, that's kind of our date night. And then on Sunday night, we watch a documentary but we watch something that's going to, to be valuable. Those kind of small practices um, has, is as interesting as this may sound, buy a Bible and read it because it can ground you. And Bishop is going through the Bible right now for the first time. And, and it can ground you in fundamental principles. There's so many good metaphors and illustrations that apply to today in there and if you'll really study it and really ground yourself in it it'll it'll help come back to that that well it'll give you in in a feeling of ease inside you know and i think that's what most people want because they're so fragmented and just distraught right right yeah. so could probably give some more and and but those, if, if you just did those three things, eat healthfully, mm. you know, to the degree. Don't you buy know, into this vegetarian crap either. No, I mean. Eat meat. The fact is, <laughs> the, here's, here's the most recent research. More people die of obesity than die of starvation. That's a fact. Yeah. McDonald's is going to kill you before a virus does. Yes. So. so Shouldn't be eating that chemical anyways no, i mean their salt has three ingredients you know salt <laughs> wow. has three ingredients like well there you go there you go yeah so, so there's a whole lot of other things that we could talk about time permitting but those those yeah. things um are will, will really make a big difference for you True. if you can clean up your body toxicity you'll clean up your mentality and your Think emotional better. You'll think better. You'll think more clearly yeah. and, and you'll be able to make better decisions. So real, real quick, and we'll, we'll keep this one a little bit shorter, but, but James specifically, what would you tell a young man to do from, from the men's perspective? Go to the gym. Based. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Go to the gym, work out hard. Um, I, you know, I've been doing that for over 40 years and, and I still squat, I deadlift, I, you know, I work out hard and I have since my twenties and, and Beersheba too, we go together and, and it's part of a family outing three, three mornings a week. And, and when you do that, you'll start to feel better. You'll get stronger physically, which God knows we need um, yes. in today's world. If you have weak men, you have no defenses. And, and and bear what what would you tell specifically to young women to young women Oy. 
that's complicated. Because <laughs> <laughs> women are complicated. Uh, to yes, young they are. You, you said it, not me. Oh, <laughs> and I second the motion. <laughs> oh, it's true, though. They know it. I, I would say, you know, it's okay that you feel all jumbled up inside. It's okay that you're super confused. It's okay that... You know, you feel like you're depressed one day and happy the next. And because this is all part of being woman and because we feel things on so many different levels, which goes beyond what just the eyes can see. That's why we feel more jumbled up inside. And I would say start listening, going to your what we you say gut feeling. I say it's your intuition. Start listening to yourself and know that it's all going to come together for you. And don't try to be a man when you're not. You don't have to do that. You don't have to compete with them. Stay in your own and be happy with your body and how you look. It's And don't compare yourself to, to others. Don't do that. Excuse me. Don't do that. And whatever you do, don't cut off your body parts because you're confused. Yes. You know, yes. I mean, everyone Girl goes. Guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every yes. everyone goes through that stage. Yeah, everyone as part goes, of growing up. Yes, yes. Everyone goes through a stage of being confused about you know gender and sex and all that stuff. And just just give it time, and everything will make sense to you at some point in life. You couldn't pay me to be a teenager again. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. right. You couldn't pay me enough. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. It was not fun. I don't want to do it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, hey guys, I, I think we're gonna wrap up here. Okay. Um, this was an absolute pleasure, and I would definitely like to get you guys back on for a part two in in the near future. For um, sure. Th there's so much more that we could tap into and get you know really into the weeds, and and so I I definitely think we need a part two. Um, so the. This was great. Thank you so much for, for being here. And uh, it was a true pleasure. Um, go ahead and let people know where they can find you, uh, what you have coming up, the, what you would recommend them to, uh, to ingest first. Sure. Um, you can find us at jamesray.com. We actually do have a two-day virtual event coming up called Mental Alchemy, which you get actually what he talked about is uh, dealing with your unresolved emotional issues and uh, releasing them and empowering yourself and setting yourself free. And we have that coming up in September. So we'd love to have you um, on zoom on zoom. So you could attend from anywhere yeah. in the world. And thank you for having us, Jacob. It was a pleasure. We really enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah, this was fun, and we we'd be happy to come back, Jacob. Yeah. Um, that's the dates on on Mental Alchemy September 16, 16 17, and you can find out about that on jamesray.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jacob, keep doing great work, and and thank you, thank you for allowing us to to hang out with you today and yeah. and talk about these important things in our world. No problem. I mean, it, the, this is exactly what I started it for. I I believe this. These are really important things. And, uh, you know, what really made me start this is I, I started seeing the, the attack on free speech and it was just so blatant and it was so cruel, um, that I said, no, um, you know, I'm, I'm one person, uh, and especially within, you know, the Liberty based podcasters, there's tons of us, uh, the, the market is oversaturated, but honestly, I want it that way. 
I want us to dogpile with conversations because they can't censor all of us. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll just, we'll drown them with so much. And of course, anything that should be put out there should be quality. However, at this point, just put it out there. Uh, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, you know, Rumble, wherever, just put it out. Just have these conversations out. Uh, thank you so much for uh, joining me and my listeners and viewers. Uh, this was absolutely amazing. Thank you all the viewers and listeners uh, for joining us once again here on Rise to Liberty. Make sure to go to risetoliberty.com, risetoliberty.com slash links for the link tree. You can find your preferred platform. Go there. Make sure and hit that like, share, subscribe. Due to our big tech overlords, everything is getting shadow banned, silence and everything, especially the videos. They are, uh, they're, we're still growing, but um, that's entirely up to you. So that's why it's so important. Plus it's free. Um, however, you can go, go to rise to liberty dot store to go pick up some merch. Um, we have some cool things coming up. Uh, the, the really, really big news, um, uh, just real quick, uh, I was invited to go speak with some state legislatures here, uh, to be able to start talking to them about some of this technology stuff coming up and it is going to be huge. It's going to be great. So there are big, awesome things coming down the pipeline. So make sure and stay tuned, subscribe, share, like, leave a review, whatever you got to do, get the message out there and uh, hang out for a second, guys. Uh, we'll, okay. we'll make sure and uh, get this put out. And uh, until next time, stay free, my friends. God bless.